Danny Dale joins us now to explain firstly about the win and secondly who might be out this week. Good morning, Danny. Morning, boys. How are we going? Good. Well, we'll kick off with the bad news first, the injury list. Uh, yeah, so we've got a couple of um, slight hamstrings out of the out of the game with uh, Zorks, who went down pretty early in the game, and then Richie who went down halfway through the second. So they've had scans done. Um, they've both got just slight hamstrings, so they'll miss one, maybe two weeks at the most. Um, but, you know, we'll be a bit cautious with those guys. There's no need to rush them back if they're not ready for the Giants game. So at this stage, one, but potentially two for those guys. And in their defence, uh, Danny, they, they are more senior members of the side without saying that they're older than everyone else. <laughs> they're old, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they're getting older. Um, but, yeah, um, just unfortunate the way it was, especially Zorks as he went for a bit of a, a slips catch and take a mark and just felt it a little bit. So, um, you know, we've been questioning about whether he should have played or not, but the reality was he, he got through all his fitness tests and got his running up to the level where it was. So it was just unfortunate. And uh, Daniels is just more uh, neuro, a bit back-related. So, um, yeah, one of those things as you get into the, the latter half of the year with the old men. And just on on the scans, for, talk us through, though, for those who probably don't know how it works, how long does it take to scan it and how accurate are they? Uh, yeah, so when we play Thursday night, obviously, so our medical team uh, book them in to, to get scans on Friday whenever there's time slots available. Um, so they were done about lunchtime on Friday. Uh, the scans take about 20 minutes to happen for the player and then the reports come through to our medical routine. So we mm-hmm. actually get a, a report about what the injury is. So it'll come through as uh, a hamstring strain, right? And then... We get a full report, which is about a 500-worded uh, document basically going into everything in detail about the hamstring, the strength of it, uh, how big the tear is, where it is, related injuries and all that. So and from that, our medical team and our doc are able to basically put together exactly what it means in terms of um, how long they'll be out for and what the recovery process will be and what our rehab needs to be. So it's a pretty in-depth process that uh, occurs yeah. with that. Danny, I think Brisbane Lions fans knew on, on Thursday night that those two were in a bit of trouble with the, with those hamstrings. One thing we probably didn't realise till the day after, and that's Eric Hipwood. Uh, not only yeah. has he got issues, but he's off to the to the tribunal. The MRO didn't grade it. It's just set him straight there. So, first of all, were you surprised that there's no grading or were you surprised this is even an issue? Uh, look, I'm not surprised that there's no grading because it's uh, one of those incidents which probably hasn't occurred before in terms of you know, a player being pushed into the path of an umpire and both the, the player and umpire going aground and, and whatnot. So, you know, we understand that there's a, this is a process in place um, with the MRO and they obviously couldn't grade it as being careless or intentional. So uh, based on the force of the, the incident, they sent it directly to the tribunal. So... Uh, we get that. We understand the importance the umpire plays in the game and how we need to protect them. Um, you know, we were hoping that it wouldn't get this far. Uh, it certainly interrupted my weekend, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> having, to get, having to get to work on it. But, you know, we understand why it's gone there. Now it's just a matter of um, the club and our advocate getting to work and then putting the case forward to uh, to get Eric off. So, um, you know, the one thing I will say, though, is that, um, you know, there's a lot of opinions around, but, you know, and... One thing about Eric's character is that he's a fantastic young man and um, it's not something he would do intentionally. So when I hear people talking about it being intentional, I, I get a bit frustrated because, you know, I certainly know what Eric's about. 
And your involvement in that whole process, Danny, just talk us through what you have to do. Uh, so basically, once um, we're aware that it's going to the tribunal, um, I get on the phone to our to our advocate who um, works closely with us with tribunal cases, and um, we spend probably well. First thing I've got to do is ring Eric and let him know, and then have a chat with Eric about uh, how he saw the incident. Um, speak to our advocate, and then we start putting a case together. So. Uh, you know, most of the weekend just going through a lot of vision from other games about patterns that forwards run um, just to show that this isn't a one-off, that, you know, forward line players do do these type of patterns and defenders do block them and basically just putting a case together um, to show that um, what happened in this instance was a normal uh, forward line pattern and it was just unfortunate that there happened to be an umpire around the case and that, um, you know... um, the result was the result. So a lot of work goes into previous cases around the, the issues. So, you know, probably go through about two or three hours of vision to try and find some supporting evidence to, to help him get off and uh, previous cases, um, yeah, of the like. So um, I spent a couple of hours on the phone today on um, a Zoom meeting with our advocates to, to make sure we've got a substantial case to put forward. Danny, uh, I know you can't go through with everything you're going to present you made mention there of uh, attacking players, the lines that they run, and also the lines of a defender and how they can can obstruct the the attacker. Is there going to be any any word of the, the umpire? Because I thought, from what the angles that I've seen, that the umpire actually changed direction just at the wrong time to to, to mean that that's why they collided. The player, if if the umpire had have kept on his path, he wouldn't have been pushed into him. Yeah, no, not really. We won't go down that path. I mean, the umpires have got their own job to do and uh, we don't like to get the umpire caught up in um, tribunal cases. Um, they've got a hard enough job it is, so it'd be uh, very hard for them to come on and, and try and explain it in their path, etc. because, you know, we need to protect them as well and we don't need them to be put in the spotlight with giving evidence. So, no, we'll stay clear of that one. Now, under normal circumstances this season, you think it'll be a walk in the park next Sunday, Brisbane v Essendon. And they're priced accordingly, a dollar thirteen. But you know, with those two potentially three outs and, and Essendon, well, what an enigma they are! It's it's sort of a danger game. Oh no doubt, uh, there's no easy game in footy these days, as we speak about a lot. But um, you know, Essendon have won two of their last three, and and they were quite impressive on the weekend. Um, the younger players playing well, and their leaders standing up again. So, uh, one thing when you have a win like that as a young group like Essendon, it gives you some momentum and and get you up and about. So um, no doubt they'll come over here and uh, be quite confident about their chances against us. And, you know, we've got a couple of injuries, as you said. So, you know, we need to get back to work this week and um, and make sure we're ready and prepared to go against the side that, uh, you know, will be out to hunt us. So, yeah, no easy games these days. Denny, uh, you haven't had much of a go-home factor with the Brisbane Lions for a couple of years now. Mark Robinson writing in the Herald Sun this morning that he's of the opinion that Dan McStay will be playing in black and white next year. As you know, Johnny Ralph joins us each and every week. He's said the last two weeks that he believes that's the same thing, that Dan McStay will be playing for Collingwood for season 2023. Is that a distraction for you and Dan and the club? Oh, no, not really. Um, as we mentioned previously, um, you know, with free agency uh, in AFL these days, players have got decisions to make. So, um, you know, we've had some great discussions with Dan and his management team. Um we're both very comfortable with where it sits. Um, you know, Dan will make a decision once he makes a decision. And until that time, you know, he's, he's a Brisbane Lions player and he's playing for us. And, you know, he plays a big part in, in helping us get to where we want to get to, which is a premiership. And, you know, what he does next year will take care of itself in due course. So, you know, both, both 
both camps are quite confident where they are, and you know, it's in a, you know, the, the AFL is very much an opinion opinion orientated game with media, so uh, they got their say on a lot of things. So we just um, keep doing what we're doing, and Dan will keep playing good football for us, and, and everyone's happy with that. What about? Um, do you have any others coming off contract, and, and any dramas, or just situation normal? Everyone will resign no. because there's a premiership waiting there at some stage. No, we no, we haven't got too many out of contract. Um, obviously, we resigned Lockie Neal last week. Uh, most of our young first year players have resigned with us. So I thought he was uh, going yeah. back to Western Australia. Who's that? Oh, Lockie, Lockie yeah. Neal. I'm sure I heard that somewhere. Yeah, Danny, oh, he my. was going back for six year contract. I haven't wheeled that one out for a few weeks. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, we signed him, and the next day there was still something in there about he could still go home. And I'm thinking, oh God, what are you going to do to prove to these people that he's staying with us? Anyway, um, yeah, it's always a story, Lockie, you know, let's be honest. So, um, there's always little whiskers around, but, you know, we're pretty confident he's here till 2026. And, uh, yeah, anyway, look, that's, we, that's, that's the industry. Look, we, we, it hasn't been all doom and gloom this morning. Uh, uh, Danny, you got the four points against the Doggies Thursday night. And one highlight for me, Jimmy Tunstall kicking his first goal in the AFL. I love seeing that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always a good little occasion for a player when he uh, kicks his first goal. But um, it was a beautiful kick and he's, a, he's going to be a fine young footballer for us. So that was a nice little thing. And also Kitty Coleman standing up when Richie went off. I thought that was a highlight. And um, Country Road's been playing in my head all weekend. So that's always good as well when, <laughs> when that happens. Uh, look, you've obviously had a busy weekend, Daddy. It was supposed to be a nice break for you. So, look, all the best with Eric Hipwood. Uh, fingers crossed for, for you and the Lions fans and Jared, you and I are under that uh, yeah, that Eric's available for the weekend and hopefully these hamstring injuries to uh, Zorks and, and Daniel Rich aren't too serious and we can see them back in action soon. Thanks Danny. No worries boys, you have a great week.